I'm Jill Jackson. Welcome to day one of a podcast coming from the Devoted Leaders Conference at King's Church, Darlington. I'm here to sample some of the background atmosphere. So we're going to get out and about and interview a couple of people and see what's going on. Brand, we've just met. So, Chris, who are you and where did you come from? Uh, I'm Chris Brown from City Church Sheffield, and um, yeah, I'm, I, I work as a doctor, but um, I have involvement in the church, and it's great to be away from work and at the leaders' meeting, having not been to a meeting like this for a few years now with COVID. Yeah, yeah, COVID put pay to a lot of things. Were you working hard during COVID? Yeah, I think a lot of people, I think I was quite blessed and fortunate, really, being able to go out to work when a lot of people had to perhaps work from home. Um, it was nice to walk to work and meet people and obviously get paid during that time when the situation was very different for other people. So actually, I felt very blessed, even though we were busy at work, I, I felt more blessed than anything else. Um, your accent is not a Sheffield accent. I just detects another hint of something else. So where are you from originally? Uh, like a lot of students, I, I grew up in the east end of London. And I went to she- university in Sheffield and stayed ever since. I absolutely love Sheffield and South Yorkshire. And uh, what are you looking forward to most from the conference, Chris? I, I'm looking forward to most to, to spending time, hopefully hearing from God and speaking to God. I think... Sometimes we bring our thanksgiving to God and a list of what we would like God to do. But I think it's also important to spend time just listening, whether God speaks to us directly or through others, to what, what, is, what he has planned for us, both individually, as a, as a family, as, as a church family. Yeah, and just what, what, and how, what God's perspective is on things. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for talking to us. Have a great conference. Thank you. I've just grabbed Edward Bennett, who's a younger member of uh, one of the churches who's come today. So, where'd you come from, Ed? Um, Edward, sorry. And, um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. So I've come from uh, King's Church in Kendall, so in the in the Lake District, in the sunny lakes. Um, a little bit about myself is I so I work for the church part time. So I'm sort of like operations sort of manager. Uh, I've been part of King's Church for uh, about five or six years now. Uh, before that, I was based in Lancaster, Lancaster Church. Uh, I did school leadership with them and kind of ended up in Kendall. Um, so come along with about five or six other people today. Excellent. And um, what are you looking forward to most from the conference, Edward? So I think events like this, um, I think firstly it's really good just to gather together and celebrate, isn't it? And have that sense of kind of corporate corporate worship together is is really fun. And uh, what I get out of this more than anything, I think, is just making making new friends, um, meeting up with different people, hearing what God's doing in, in different churches, and, and getting to share sort of stories and encouragement with one another. Great, have a good conference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now we're going to do a couple of longer interviews with people who are going to be speaking at the conference, either on the main speaker or on a seminar. 
and so I am with Graham Pyman. Graham is married to Sarah and they have four school-aged children. Graham leads the team at Jubilee Church in Derby, UK. He works primarily with churches across the Midlands in the UK and Cambodia in Southeast Asia. Graham and Sarah are approved foster carers for their local authority and as well as looking after children, work with them to help encourage foster care recruitment in the city. Graham is also a director of Christ Central Churches. Fresh off the stage, I have Graham um, Pyman sat in front of me. When a friend asked me during the week who I was interviewing, I said I was interviewing Payman Griman, getting his name <laughs> completely wrong, which sounds like a rap star from Glasgow. So if you ever want a rap name, that's it. That is it. Payman Griman. Fantastic. I like it. <laughs> so the young Graham at school, what did you dream of doing, Graham? Oh, when I was at school, I really wanted to go into radio engineering. Wow. And um, in fact, the secondary school I went to, I chose it because they had a radio studio. Wow, and, some school. Uh, which, which was great indeed. And uh, that's what I wanted to do. And I, wanted, I dreamt of working for the BBC and uh, managed to get some work experience there as, as a teenager, which was wonderful. Um, but various things changed sort of towards the end of my teens, early 20s, and uh, didn't end up going into that. Um, but, you know, th- things change over time, don't they? So it's yeah, uh, one, of those, definitely. one of those things. So you ended up working for the church in Derby, and you have a very busy family life. Four school-aged children? Four school-aged children, yes. Wow, between what ages? So our youngest is eight, and our eldest is 17. And you also... Um, volunteers foster carers. Yeah, we're also foster carers, uh, mostly of babies. So we normally have uh, a baby with us as well, at least one. Sometimes it's more than that. Um, and it's not unusual for me to leave home in the morning. And by the time I get home of an evening, there's be more children than there were for earlier in the day. Um, but that's all part of the fun. Yeah. And um, you must have a really busy family life. Your wife must be really busy too. She she works with special needs kids as well. Yeah, she's wonderful. So she has a great capacity and uh, is at home currently uh, with our kids and, and the kids that we foster. So she's around doing that full time. And not only do you just stick to Derby Church, it says you work into Cambodia and Southeast Asia. Yeah, so we've got some links into Cambodia, which we've been developing uh, over recent years, initially uh, through Mike Springer, who was here in yeah. Darlington for, for a while, as you would know. And uh, we've been working more recently with a couple, Sam and Abby Little, who moved from the UK. They've just spent a couple of years in Phnom Penh, the capital of Cambodia. And they've literally just in the last week uh, moved as a family to Siem Reap, which is a, yep. a town further north, uh, probably the sort of second city of Cambodia, I, yes. I guess we'd say. And uh, they're going to be, begin the early stages of church planting uh, in Siem Reap, planting a, uh, a great church we trust in the city there, but also looking at working in the, in the villages that are around Siem uh, Reap as well. So involved yeah. in supporting them, which is really Listeners exciting. Listeners from Darlington, from the church here, and around will know about CM Reap because we supported an orphanage um, at CM Reap. Okay, through, fantastic. Um, and people from this church actually went out and worked in the orphanage for a while. Wonderful. Um, for children who abandoned by parents, but also children who just sort of turned up there really yeah. as well. Yeah, wonderful. Boys and girls. And I've realised that the um, 
the way out of this is probably education yeah. and being able to speak English yeah. and getting a better job and yeah. stopping the cycle. Yeah, so it's indeed. great that you've moved north to see and read. That's really good. Well, I think it's really yeah. exciting and I'm you know, thrilled for Sam and Abby and I'm involved in doing the best I can to support them and encourage them and uh, we'll be heading out there um, either later this year or beginning of next year to do that. Fab. And if that wasn't enough... Because that sounds like enough already. I know you also have a job with Christ Central. That is a kind of really big job. I get it. It's the charitable trust for Christ Central. So can you, because people will be probably ignorant of exactly what it is you do. So Christ Central has, um, you know, really it's an apostolic team led by Jeremy. But behind that to make it function uh, and have you know, good governance and due diligence and to operate well in the UK. Uh, We have a charitable company called Christ Central Churches Worldwide Limited, uh, of which I'm a director of. Uh, And so we're responsible for the finance side of things and for running the organisation of of things that we do together as a family of churches. So, for example, I've been involved in in helping to lead the conference this week. We've got a great team. Many of uh, uh, your folk here from the church in Darlington are involved with that, which has just been wonderful, and others that we've pulled in to help to help do it. And is that, do you, are you always responsible for the anything that goes on with that team, the sort of devoted things, the weekends away, all that sort of thing as well? Well, there are two Grahams on that team, Graham, Anne's and myself. And Jeremy always says that his answer to most things is Graham will sort it out. And then we fight amongst ourselves. He told as you, as change, change your name to payment. <laughs> Indeed. That's, yeah. uh, so uh, but between Graham, Anne's and myself, we tend to sort of oversee most of those things. Yeah. Though, like I said, we've got some fantastic teams of other people who do much of that work That's and, great. Uh, and service, which is wonderful. I know from experience, there's a lot of paperwork involved and compliance involved with that. So although there is. it's not just being there on the day, it's everything else, data protection. Absolutely. It covers a you huge, well. huge white, you know, um, yeah. Um, so I presume you don't get a day off. Um I do try and get a day off. We, uh, we we do try and try and take a day off. So manage that most weeks. So it's not too bad. So what's your ideal day off? Our ideal day off. Um, what what Sarah and I started to do more and more of during lockdown uh, was walking because you you were allowed out of the house to walk. You? you know that that was why you were allowed out. Yeah. And uh, we found some lovely walks near us in Derby. Uh, and so typically on a day off, we'll try and get out for a walk find a coffee shop or a pub for lunch uh, and just get some time together, really. That's our, that's our good, that's a good day off for us. That sounds fabulous because you're in the Peak District, of you're course. just at the bottom of the Peak so District. Yeah, fabulous. That sounds great. Um, well, I would like to thank you on behalf of all the churches that you serve for all the work you do, Graham, because you probably don't get thanked enough. So thank you. And thank, thank you. you for bringing the conference to Darlington. I hope we do you proud. You are indeed. Thank you for having us and it's great to meet you today so thank you. Ginny Bergen was born and brought up in Sheffield so she's used to being this far north. Ginny and her husband Stuart have been part of City Church Sheffield and its Baptist predecessor over 40 years. Ginny is currently on the staff of City Church, 
serving both pastorally and prophetically, as well as travelling in the UK and Canada to help teach and train in those areas. Ginny's held a long-standing expectation to see revival in the UK and is passionate to see local churches thrive and grow as they experience the work of the Holy Spirit in their midst. Stuart is now retired, so spends much more time travelling with Ginny and helping to entertain their four lively grandchildren. Right, so I'm now with a born and bred Sheffield lass who obviously comes from the north. So I'm with Ginny. Welcome, Ginny. Welcome. Thank you. uh, You now travel with the team and you're passionate about seeing revival happen in the UK. Can you talk a little bit more about what you do with the team? Yeah, um, we try and help churches. We try to bring... uh, We've tried to bring a, a good apostolic picture of what church life should look Excellent. like into the into wherever we go, really, and hopefully help support churches in in their growing, um, help them to get hold of this apostolic picture that we talk about, based on people receiving apostles and prophets to help them in their growth. So yeah, travelling around. And I would it be fair to say you have a prophetic gifting in this? Yeah, yeah. That's and is that something that you've had since being younger, or have you developed that as you've got um, on in life? Well, yes, it, it happened straight away becoming a Christian. But I would also say it has developed, and you know, I've learned a lot over those years. Yes. <laughs> wow, and is it? When when you prophesy, I'd love to listen to, to uh, talk to you about this. It's just when you do that, do you see pictures like some people do, or words, or an impression? How do you come up, um, about your prophecy? It can happen in many different ways. Sometimes it's a picture, like a mental image. Sometimes it's something I might have actually seen with my eyes that just prompts something in, yeah. in the spirit. Sometimes it's something I feel I've heard. Uh, sometimes the bizarre thing of having this like ticker tape going across the mind's eye with words on it. Sometimes it's just a just something that comes as if I was told this. Wow. Yeah. Um, so many, many, many different ways. And I would say as many ways as you can hear God, that's as many ways as you can receive the prophetic word. Fantastic. I know your seminar that you're doing here is Christ Essential. I love that that title, but could you explain a little bit more? I've give, give us a little teaser about what it is you want to drill okay. into with that. Okay. Well, it's Christ our central question mark. Yes, I noticed that. Because I'm questioning. We say we want to be Christ central, but I'm questioning it because I don't think we understand just how immersed we are in, in the world's culture around us. That is actually a lot of that culture is anti-biblical, so a lot of that feeds into us almost subliminally, and affects us, affects our choices in life, affects the way we worship sometimes, affects the way we do life together sometimes. Where sometimes it's actually not taking us towards Christ as central, but it's actually sometimes taking us towards me as central. Is that the kind of no, I'm worth it type thing we see on the adverts and um, and treating yourself because you're worth it? Not, not as starkly as that. I don't, right. I don't think any of us would would 
walk around feeling like, you know, I am worth it. Yes. Um, but I think it's more subtle than that. I think it's about not realising how how the world's changed to the point where um, everything about, certainly in our Western culture any, anyway, it's all become about how we uh, understand life. So we've sort of subtly been schooled away from yeah. um, the things that, say, in Victorian Britain or even in my grandfather's day would have thought. So, for instance, my grandfather would have thought um, that if you if you asked him about whether he enjoyed his job, he would think that's a bit of a an odd question for him. The fact that he'd got a job, the fact that he got paid, the fact that he could put food on the table and look after his children was what what made him go to I work. I can so identify with um, that. Yeah. But these days, it's about this job satisfaction and what do I get out of doing this job? And so you find that in our day now. Uh, people move from job to job seeking that job satisfaction uh, whereas in his day if you got that job yeah you hung on to it <laughs> um, and I mean he and others like him and even my father uh, had a job that they started and then they still did that at the point they job retired for life, a job yeah. for life and it's not like that anymore no. Now that's just one little tiny aspect of how we think. We don't think in the same manner because we've been schooled in lots of different ways to think about how we feel. It's about how we feel. So how do I feel? What does this job do for me? And we've brought that subtly into the church. Wow. So how do I feel this meeting has gone for me? What do I feel? Did I like the song? Yeah. This meeting? Yeah. But actually we don't meet so that we can feel good. No. We meet to give him the glory, glory, to praise him and to learn more about him. That, oh, Ginny, that sounds great. Sounds a great seminar. Hope everybody signs up for that one. <laughs> sounds really good. So coming to a conference like this, I, I'm going to ask you that awful question, what do you get out of a conference like this? <laughs> but I might be able to get your answer now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's about, it's not about, yes, my answer would be, yeah. for me, it's not about getting out of this conference because, to be quite frank, I'm not a conference person. <laughs> um, it's about coming with other believers of like mind and being able to just focus on him for two or three days, just being able to have that time to worship him, to glorify him, to learn more about him and to do that with other believers in that corporate community setting, because I think that's the other thing that we've been schooled away from, another one of those values. We've been schooled so much towards individualism that we forget that actually God caught up a corporate body, that together we represent the body of Christ. Together we will be the city of God. Together we're part of the kingdom. Yeah. And, and whilst, of course, he does care about our individual needs, and where we are as individuals, nevertheless, he called out a people. For his own possession. For his own possession. Yeah. And yeah. so it's coming to conferences like this to be a part of that people and have that tiny glimpse of what is to come. Oh, that's a great place to end. Thank you so much for your time, Ginny. Have a great conference. Yes, thank you. So we're just sneaking into the main meeting now and getting a sample of what's going on. Actually, it's an interesting verse in Samuel. 
It's, it's 1 Samuel uh, 23, verse 16. It says, Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David and helped him to find strength in God. Do you know, friends, we need each other to help find strength in God. And we need some strength. We need some strength to put back in the garden. We need some strength to... Somebody sent me a picture yesterday of back bone. So I feel God's saying that leaves us, God's going to give us a new backbone that's going to strengthen us, it's going to connect us to Him, it's going to connect us, it's going to put strength and stamina in us. And that's not the spirit, but it's together corporately when that happens in this setting. Right, while the main meeting started, we're just going to grab a few volunteers and see what they're up to this week. So just find a man with a very walkie-talkie on his belt. So it looks like he's very official. So Phil, what are you up to? Well, I've been given this walkie-talkie, but I've not been told how to use it. Um, but I have tried once or twice and got some very interesting conversations going. Uh, but yeah, so I'm here just welcoming people. It's just great to see loads of people here at King's and the building being used. You know, it's kind of what we, why we converted the whole place, really, so that we could get it used and see God's name glorified in this place. So yeah, it's great. I love welcoming people, love talking to people. So I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Good one, Phil. So I've grabbed Liz. She's a very busy woman this week. So Liz, what are you up to this week with all this catering? Um, well, it's kind of a bit of an unknown really, but this morning we've, we've started with tea and coffee for 300 people. And we are about to do lunches, which are packed lunches for about 150. And then tonight we have got uh, Taylor's pie and peas and chips and gravy and um, Archer's ice cream So and a bar. So we're pretty busy. Wow. And are you like this every, every day of the conference? I've got no idea. <laughs> um, it, it probably won't be as bad tomorrow because we're not doing dinner. So so yeah. yeah, but busy, busy, but good busy. And have you got plenty of volunteers, Liz? Yes, I've got great volunteers. And to be honest, you couldn't do it without them. So I am so thankful for the volunteers. They know what they're doing and I can just kind of watch and see see them working in perfect harmony. So it's great. Have a good conference, Liz. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>